Good morning. Welcome to our worship on your way in. If you saw this next to the bulletin, if you would like to pick one up, it's going to be our theme hymn for the month for Advent. It's O Great I Am, Almighty Word. If you like to, the words will be up on the screen, but if you like to know the music as you're singing along, you can go pick up one of these next to the bulletins on your way in. Today we're going to sing verses 1, 2, and 5 because verse 2 goes with our message for the day. Next week we'll include verse 3 because that goes with the message, the week after that, verse 4, and so on, okay? So, welcome. This is the beginning of a new church year and a new church season. We're now in the season of Advent, preparing for our coming Savior, awaiting his arrival. And so as we do that, we do not have the Christ candle lit this morning, as you notice. He's not here that's why we're preparing, we're waiting. We also won't sing the hymn of praise because he's not yet here. We'll light each Advent candle in the four weeks leading up. And for Christmas Eve, our late night worship service, we'll light the Christ candle as we welcome him into this world. So I would like to begin by reading from our devotion. I think we had one or two left unless they were taken on your way in. They've been out there the last couple of weeks. But for December 1st, it begins and it says, read it again. And from Psalm 96, verse 2, it says, Sing to the Lord, bless his name, tell of his salvation from day to day. And so our devotion this morning says, When my children were little, they each had a favorite book they wanted me to read over and over again. Parents, you never had that happen, did you? Never got sick and tired of a book at all, ever, no. <laughs> and right, if I was in a hurry and left out some of the details, they would stop me and make me go back and reread the page. After I finished the story, they would often say, Mommy, read it again. Well, the account of Christ's birth is much like that. We never grow tired of hearing it. Each year at Advent and Christmas, we look to the familiar passages in God's Word and once again find joy in that awe-inspiring story of how the Word became flesh and dwelt among us. This true story of salvation has been shared not only from year to year, but from generation to generation. Even long before Jesus was born, God foretold of Christ's birth to the prophets of old. Now here we are, thousands of years after Christ's birth, still saying, read it again. We want to hear about the one who came to set us free. It's a story so wonderful that you want to hear and tell it over and over again. And so we gather again this morning to tell the story again that we might receive the benefits. Our first candle that we light is hope. We have hope from God's word of the prophets who foretold the coming Savior. And so that's what we're looking at is our symbols of salvation, the foretelling of Christ's birth. And this morning we will look at Exodus 3 and see the foretelling of Christ's birth in the story of the burning bush. And so as we light our first candle, let's begin with a word of prayer. Heavenly Father, as we begin this season of Advent, may the familiar story of Jesus' birth rekindle in us the hope we have in your salvation as we wait for your promised return. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.
Grace, mercy, and peace be unto you from one only true God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. As we go through our Advent theme, the symbols of salvation, you can see the verses up there on the banner. Thank you to Gloria Pop for making that beautiful banner for us. This morning we're on Exodus 3, 1 through 14. What in the world does the burning bush have to do with Jesus? Let's find out, shall we? It's an Old Testament Christmas. Did you notice how today's reading from Exodus maybe sounded a little like the Christmas account from Luke 2? Did you catch any of that? Well, maybe we put it in this word. There was in the same country as Horeb, a shepherd abiding in the field, keeping watch over the flock of his father-in-law Jethro by night. The name of this shepherd was Moses. And behold, the angel of the Lord appeared to him in a flame of fire out of the midst of a bush. When the shepherd Moses saw it, he wondered at the sight. And as he drew near to look, the voice of the Lord came, saying, I am the God of your fathers, the God of Abraham and of Isaac and of Jacob. And the shepherd Moses trembled and hid his face, for the glory of the Lord made him greatly afraid. And the angel of the Lord said to him, Fear not, for I have surely seen the ill treatment of my people that are in Egypt, and have heard their groaning, and I have come down to deliver them. And now, come, I will send you to Egypt, and this will be a sign unto you, this bush that burns with fire and yet is not consumed. Well, now maybe it seems a little more familiar to Luke 2. It seems a little bit similar to you. It should because it's the same Lord Jesus who is present in both accounts. Did you know that? This angel of the Lord is no ordinary angel. In fact, according to the usual definition of the word, this was not really an angel at all. Ordinarily, when we use the word angel, we're thinking of those created heavenly beings spoken of in the scriptures who serve God, who do his will. But since the word angel also means messenger, one who speaks the words of God, it can also refer to men, like in the book of Revelation, where the term angel is used to refer to the pastors of the seven churches. And here, the term angel is used to refer to the Son of God himself, the one who is the ultimate messenger, the spokesman of the Father. Moses consistently refers to this angel as God. This is the angel of the Lord, the second person of the Holy Trinity. This is Jesus Christ before he was conceived and born into this world, sent by the Father to reveal his word. Now, St. John expresses a very similar thought in the opening verses of his gospel when he refers to Christ as the word that became flesh and dwelt among us, as the uncreated, eternal, divine angel of the Lord. Jesus is both the messenger and the message. He is God the Father's final word to us, a word of love and of life. So, what we have here in this account, as beautifully created in this artwork, is the pre-incarnate Jesus speaking to Moses out of a burning bush. Notice how the Son of God here descends to earth as he did at Christmas. And he does so in a very concrete and a very physical way. He appears as a flame of fire within the branches of a bush. Didn't our Lord Jesus call himself the lights of the world? When laid in the wood of a manger, the Lord came down to our level, just as he did in the bush, when the eternal 
and the temporal were gathered together. He joined in a complete and eternally significant way at Bethlehem in order that he might come into contact with man. He took on an earthly form that Moses and later we could grasp and receive. In the incarnation, the creator entered into creation in such a way that sinful people could approach him without fear, without being destroyed. So the burning bush then is a prophetic event. It foretells the time when Christ would descend to this world again and permanently take on our human nature in the womb of the Virgin Mary. So this event in Exodus, it also foreshadows the reason for our Lord's birth at Christmas. The Lord Jesus announces to Moses from the bush that he has come to save his people, to rescue them from their enemies, the Egyptians. In the same way, Christ came down at Christmas to rescue all of mankind. Joseph and Mary were told, you shall call his name Jesus, for he will save his people from their sins. Our Lord descended to deliver us from our enemies who had enslaved us. He came to release us from the power of our taskmaster, the devil, to free us from the oppressive bondage of sin and death. By his holy incarnation, Christ became the new Moses who leads us out of the kingdom of darkness through the baptismal waters of the Red Sea into the light of the promised land of the new creation. The one who appeared in a flame of fire said, whoever follows me will not walk in darkness, but will have the light of life. So when Moses looked at the bush, he saw that it was burning with fire, but the bush, it wasn't consumed. It wasn't being burnt up. And this tells us two very important things. First, it teaches us that the union between God and man that took place in the conception and birth of Christ, that's eternal. It is everlasting. Jesus is forever fully divine and fully human. Just as the bush never burned up, so the union between God and man in Christ will never end. He is true man, even now as he sits at the right hand of the Father, and he will always be true man, your human brother. Second, the fact that the bush was not consumed teaches us that Christ came into our flesh not to bring judgment to mankind, but to bring salvation and redemption. This was not a fire that destroyed. It was a fire that revealed, a fire that proclaimed the words of deliverance and life. Jesus said, God did not send his son into the world to condemn the world, but in order that the world might be saved through him. It's written in the scriptures that no sinner can see the holy God and live. But in the burning bush, and especially in the holy child of Mary, sinful man can and does see God, veiled in earthly human clothing. And trusting in this God in the flesh, man is made holy, and man lives forever, not destroyed, but saved. By taking on our human nature, Jesus didn't consume and annihilate us. Rather, he permeated, he filled our lives so that we might share in his life. He became like us so that we could become like him. 
the Lord Jesus revealed his name to Moses from the bush. He said, say this to the people of Israel, I am has sent me to you. Our Savior, then, is the great I am, the one who is, the one who was, the one who is to come. Jesus is the revelation of the divine name. For Jesus himself teaches us, I am the good shepherd. I am the light of the world. I am the vine, and you are the branches. He who revealed himself to Moses in the branches of a bush, that very one has now taken on your flesh and your blood in order that you might become his branches, that you might be joined to him and draw your life from him. You see, apart from Jesus, the branches wither and die. They are burned in judgment. But abiding in Jesus, the branches thrive and they share in the fire of his divine life. Jesus, and Jesus Christ is indeed a holy vine that took root in Bethlehem and is now spread throughout the earth. Truly then, the burning bush is a great sign of our Lord's coming at Christmas. It's a living prophecy of his incarnation. So as you prepare to celebrate this nativity of our Lord, may God grant that he who is that flame of fire may light your hearts with a penitent faith and a holy love. Jesus, the burning bush, the light of the world, now come to save you and me in the flesh. In his name we give thanks and all praise. Amen.